Welcome to Star Wars Collecting Cosmos, a celebration of collecting miscellanea. Joining me once again is Marjorie from Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys. Hello, Marjorie. Hi. <laughs> and how are you doing? Sounds like you've had a lot of uh, trips recently. I, I have, and believe it or not, I'm actually leaving again next week. So <laughs> that should be the end of my trips for 2014, possibly. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I understand that. Like, I did, did the recent... Uh, Rancho Obi-Wan Gala trip, and I realized that's my last trip, really, for the rest of this year. Maybe until uh, Star Wars Celebration. It kind of feels nice, because I've been constantly having something to do every month, and it feels a little nice to not have to go and do something, but are you going to New York Comic Con? Is that your next thing? I am, yes. So I'm going to, like, after that, I'll be two whole months without traveling for a Star Wars event, which is going to be kind of weird. Wow. Cool. And joining us also is Amy from NerdVentions. Hello, Amy. Ryan. Hi, Marjorie. Uh, any cool stuff happened with you lately? Um, well, no, just did the, the Ranch Obi-Wan thing, and uh, that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, been to California, I think I've been to California three times in the last three months, so I, I too, am ready for a bit of a California break and a, a travel break for the time being. Yeah, I think looking back, I realized I went to California, I think, four times this year, uh, uh, like, just things kept happening there. I don't, I don't know. Soon you will want to move there, right, Ryan? No. <laughs> no, I lived there. No. I, I lived there once uh, when I was a kid. I'm very happy up here in the Seattle area. Always a nice place to visit, but not maybe, 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 or maybe not live. But yeah, yeah. nice place to you know visit and go to Comic Con and Redwood. Yeah, I wouldn't want to Steve- live there. I don't think. No. Well, when I lived there, I lived in the middle of the desert, so that's not the greatest place to live. So tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, school supplies, something I'm sure everybody has had at some point, whether it be Star Wars or not, I'm sure. As it is September, although we're recording this right at the end of September, mostly because we've been all kind of busy. I know Marjorie's been, as she said, traveling all around, and I've gotten the school year started and had no time for the last several weeks. But we're finally going to talk about school supplies, uh, both those we remember from when we were kids uh, in the vintage era, and then uh, stuff that's come out more recently. What kind of sounds bad in the vintage area when we were kids, huh? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so uh, we're going to mix in a few interviews from uh, our recent S20 uh, well, our S20 party that we had uh, up here in the Seattle area, which both of you were at as well. Um, grabbed some interviews from some of the other people that were there, talk about their favorite school supplies. Uh, it's going to be kind of a fairly open thing, so feel free to jump in at any time. I know Amy said she had a really cool story about uh, school supplies, so I think we'll just start right there. I really didn't bring any Star Wars school supplies to school until I was in high school. And um, it was, they were Phantom Menace supplies. But um, (laughs) I bought the uh, Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan locker calendar. And um, I put that in my locker. Interestingly, the only time I'd ever had trouble with my locker was the year that I brought the Obi-Wan calendar because someone had broken into my high school locker and they had stolen just about everything out of it except for the textbooks and the Obi-Wan calendar, (laughs) which I still have. So that's kind of a funny one. And, um, and then the other story I had was uh, I bought the Qui-Gon Jinn extendable lightsaber eraser, which um, my high school teacher saw on my desk one day and he, he like pulled out, he's like, what's this? And I was like, Oh, uh, you know, trying to downplay the geekiness of it. And he's like, Oh no, this is really awesome. Thankfully everyone that was sitting around my circle are pretty much all my geeky friends. So they thought it was pretty cool too. So embarrassment averted. No, no social suicide. No, no social suicide. Okay. That's one I hear all the time when I tell my choir kids that we're going to sing in front of the school. It's social suicide. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I I, I don't think of it. I'm going to have to use that term. <laughs> oh, yeah. Believe me, the, the, the tweens and teens like to use that. I, I don't think I ever saw that extendable lightsaber eraser. It's not something I remember, so that, that, that's kind of cool. Um, I do find it kind of funny that uh, <laughs> somebody broke in and stole stuff out of your locker but left the episode one item in the locker. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm okay with because that's the only thing I really cared about in the locker, to be honest with you. Over text. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been anything, like, in more recent years that you've thought has been really cool that you've seen in stores at all? Oh, well, um, I think last year or two years ago, Walmart or Toys R Us had a 
R2-D2 pencil case with all these little boxes that opened on it. And I thought that was pretty interesting. But um, what I've been doing lately is going back and putting a lot of the vintage Return of the Jedi school supplies, because it seems like even maybe even over the Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi had more school supplies than any other Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Okay, When I go to like the vintage toy shows and stuff, the ROTJ stuff is just prevalent. I can pick up all the folders, the notebooks, all that stuff really cheaply and really easily because I think there's such a glut of it. I remember in, in the Return of the Jedi era, they had a lot of that, uh, the same art on everything, like the, the, the basic art you saw on, in the coloring books and on whatever. It was it seemed to be everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know if that was the first time they'd done that in Star Wars where they, they had specific images that they used everywhere or or what, but it seemed to be more prevalent in Jedi, and especially, like I've seen on those school supplies. Like I, I can just picture some of that. Uh, so Marjorie, do you have any cool school supplies to talk about? No, I just remember having the folders, but at the time that Return of the Jedi was coming out, I was kind of like shifting from that into Duran Duran. So I kind of had a lot of Duran Duran stuff, and I'd secretly keep my Return of the Jedi stuff. I do remember... And I had to rebuy it when I saw it at Target recently, like in the last few years, just the single folder of 3PO and R2-D2. And I remember having that for a long time in school. And anything more recently that's really like gotten you excited or you thought was really cool? You know, they don't really fit a grown-up lunch necessarily, but I love those lunch bags that they have. They have an R2 one that makes noise and you know, boops and beeps everywhere. I think that's really cool. And I love that they brought back the vintage folders because when I travel and you have to print out some papers unfortunately I stick them in there and carry them around my backpack with my laptop. You, you did said beeps and boops with a P right? Yes. Uh, okay I'll make sure. A, beeps that, that and boops? Oh. <laughs> I was like uh what? <laughs> yeah I, I can agree with you I bought that uh, R2 uh, lunch bag as well that was a really cool design I, I've noticed it keeps coming out each year now too. There's even an R2-D2 uh, backpack that's come out more recently that kind of goes along with that, uh, again, with lots of uh, si- sounds and lights on it. I know I've also gotten the uh, the Darth Vader lunch bag, which is in the shape of his head, which was a lot of fun for me to take as a teacher to school when we'd go on field trips and that, to take my own lunch, because the kids would always get a kick out of it that I had my Darth Vader lunch bag while they had like their sacks of lunch or whatever. That's awesome. You're like such a cool teacher. I wish I'd have been in your class. <laughs> no. I keep getting told that, and it's so weird. But <laughs> honestly, for myself, looking back, I, I remember a lot of, like you guys, Return of the Jedi items. Uh, specifically, I had the Return of the Jedi lunchbox, uh, and I loved carrying that. I thought it was a really, really cool lunchbox. Uh, but I had that as well as, I remember the, you, you know, the 25-cent machines. You could get, like, the pencil toppers and erasers and stickers. And I had an Emperor's Royal Guard pencil topper. Uh for a while, and I, I need to get one again, because the original one I had, my dog actually chewed the top of it off, so, like, Aww. it was half an Emperor's Royal Guard helmet, <laughs> but uh, it, my dogs chewed a lot of my Star Wars toys. I still have some, like my Tauntaun with its muzzle missing, because the dog chewed Aww. it off. <laughs> he looks kind of funny, though. I, I remember those specifically that I had, but I also remember, like, the, the Return of the Jedi uh, figural erasers. You guys know what I'm talking about, oh, there, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. I've actually picked some of those up more recently. I, of course, I have the Darth Vader, but I, I think I have also the Admiral Akbar and the um, the Max Rebo, which is really interesting that they did a Max Rebo eraser. There's not a whole lot of merchandise with him on it, but I don't know if I'd ever wanted to use them. I, did you guys ever use the erasers at all, or...? Not if it was a special eraser and a character eraser, I wouldn't use them. They just didn't disintegrate because, you know, they crumble after a while anyway. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. I actually found my old pencil box not too long ago, and it had all of my erasers from, like, late elementary school, which there was a lot of um, molded erasers and with pictures on them and stuff like that. And some of them had, like, kind of melted in the box. They were turned to kind of goo. That was going to be my Ew. question, because that's the one facet of Back to School Supplies for Star or Return of the Jedi I haven't gotten into, just because of that reason. I'm worried about about the longevity of it. Yeah, none of my Jedi ones have done that. Really? But, like, I had some other, like, robot stuff that was kind of cheap. And part of it is, I don't know if you ever noticed it, but if you keep something with a rubber band on it, the rubber band will melt on it eventually. Yes, rubber bands well, are terrible. 
Yeah, and some plastic against plastic will cause a chemical reaction and, and destroy your item. It'll just, like, yeah. melt onto itself. Like, if you store, like, two vintage action figures together in the same Ziploc bag, they'll eventually melt into each other. Ew. That's and yes, awesome. And that out the hard way. Actually, it makes me worried about the bin of action figures I have sitting you're, in the closet right now. You're making me worry about everything I have in storage. Thanks, Marjorie. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I guess I have another 10 or 20 years. I'm feeling a need <laughs> to go run and see if I need to talk about... If we need to talk about archival storage solutions, talk to me because I have got it all studied and got it down and I've got acid-free tissue paper, acid-free bags, all this great stuff to store things because it will destroy itself. I mean, it's cheap plastic. Yeah. Yeah, I it, we are dealing with stuff that isn't necessarily supposed to be supposed to last a long time, so even action figures I mean, what Hasbro and Kenner have done are usually much higher quality than some of the other stuff we've seen out there with like really cheap plastic and things that just fall apart really quickly or uh, dissolve quickly or whatever. So it, it, they are nicer made, but yeah, they're they're not specifically made to be permanent, if you will. Uh, in the more recent stuff, I've talked about uh, the lunch bags, but one of the other cool things I really like are the water bottles uh, that have been coming out in the last two years. Uh, I specifically made it so I have a different water bottle every year for school. I started a couple of years ago with the uh, the Darth Vader metallic water bottle that was at Target. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but it was it was actually pretty nice. The problem is I kept dropping it, and so it has all sorts of dents in it, and of course it's metal, so it would make all sorts of noise every time I dropped it. Uh, and that one actually, when I first got it, I was using it in school, and I have a whiteboard that I can bring down, and I brought it down a little too hard right on top of the water bottle and broke the plastic lid on top. Oh. oh. To where you go to drink, you go to drink out of it, and you know it dribbles down the front of you, which is nice. the nicest thing that happened. Yeah. Might be the time to retire that one. Oh, I well, what happens? I went and bought another one, uh, so I could put a clean, nice Darth Vader water bottle in the Darth Vader collection, but then take the uh, the better cap and put it on the, the one I was using, so that worked quite well. I've gone to different ones. I had an R2 and 3PO blue one also from Target last year, and I'm using a Darth Vader one. It's kind of a plastic black one with Darth Vader on the front of it from uh, Target from this year. Kind of like that. And the kids always get a kick out of that. I have a Star Wars water bottle all the time, and some of them even notice that it's been different every year. Awesome. Those are really nice. Target's got quite a few, and they seem to change them out really regularly. Yeah, they have different designs every year. I've been noticing they've had DC ones and Marvel ones, as well as Star Wars. I know they had a, a section of uh, Galaxy, or Galaxy, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, water bottles and cups uh, this last year as well. Oh, yeah, got them. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Sitting on my desk See, at work, actually. You know, we talked to, we, we briefly touched on, like, the Episode 1 merchandise. I remember a lot of school supplies from that era, the folders, as well as like pencils and pens and calendars and everything else. Of course, they had a glut of it, and I think I probably still have a lot of it out here. Although the pens, the ballpoint pens, I had packages of them that I never opened. And recently I went and I was like, well, these would be cool. I'll just use these at school. Uh, they don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the ink evaporates, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> they were never used, and they don't work now. So that, that was too bad. That's, that's uh, good to know. I still have a sealed package of, of Phantom Menace ballpoint pens myself, so I guess I won't yeah, open them. You might want to use them. <laughs> I'll just leave them <laughs> as is at this point. But I also remember at the uh, time of, uh, around the special editions, there was a whole slew of like notebooks and folders that were put out, and I got a ton of those folders, and like Marjorie was saying, using folders when you go on trips and that, I have... A bunch of those different folders that I will use to put my paperwork in for trips, for like hotel reservations, car reservations, airplane stuff, and all that. So I always have it in one folder. I think I've gone through about three of them now because after a little while they really start to get beaten up from the different trips. But it's kind of neat that I've I've had them for well actually coming close to 20 years and I'm still using them, and I still have a nice big stack of them. Do you guys remember those at all? Absolutely. Yeah, oh. I do too. I remember yeah. buying those when I was in college and not having the money for them, but I bought them anyway. <laughs> I had a friend who worked at a Hallmark store, and they got me a lot of that stuff for really cheap. And, and like, just got stacks and stacks of the, the notebooks. I think I have some of the pencil pouches as well uh, from that era, so it was kind of cool to get all that stuff. I still, I'd love to see erasers like we did back in the 80s. You don't see, like, figural erasers anymore or fun fun erasers. They're 
You can get your pink erasers. Have you guys seen anything different with erasers at all? Or? No, I don't think people write anymore, Ryan. <laughs> What's a pencil? I don't understand. Hey, a pencil is required in my class, so I, I know what a pencil is. Good for you. Well, you I can't where, type on your music. <laughs> I asked where the pencil sharpener was in my office, and one of my employees just looked at me with a straight face, and she goes, in 1986. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to see those erasers. The closest thing I've seen is, there was a couple years ago, I think it was TJ Maxx had some school supplies kits, and it came with, like, notebook paper in a folder, some pencils, and little square erasers with images on them. And there was like a, an original trilogy set and a Clone Wars set, and I got both of those. And I've actually used some of that stuff at school here and there. But that's about Is it. Those, like the cheap erasers, though? They're like the white, whitish ones, and they like kind of crumble when you erase. Like, not the good ones. I hate to sound old, but not like when we were kids. They're, yeah, they're like, they're clear and they're like plasticky. They're not really rubbery. Okay, I haven't yeah, tried to use things. Them. <laughs> the, uh, this reminds me though. I was at um, Joanne's, and they in the front they had the dollar section. That was probably about a year ago. They had a ton of the Angry Birds erasers, Star Wars oh. erasers, and they were just cut out Angry Birds with with painted on Star Wars Angry Bird images on top of them. Ooh. So they were crap erasers with crap on. Exactly. Them. So sorry if I offended any listeners who love Star Wars Angry Birds out there. Um, who are those people? I don't know. <laughs> there's always there's always a collecting genre for everyone, I suppose. So I, I, I'm I suppose not, so. I can't dig. I've not met the person who collects Star Wars Angry Birds yet. If there is that person out there who collects Star Wars Angry Birds, you should contact us because we'd love to have you on the show sometime because none of us are into the Star Wars Angry Birds, and you could tell us all about how awesome it is and why we should all have that. So we promise we won't make fun of you. Yeah, we really make that promise. <laughs> for people that like Ewoks and Jar Jar, I don't I don't think we're in a place to judge. <laughs> Very true. That's Very true. true. But it's not Angry Birds. See, that's the thing. There's a whole other level when you're talking about Angry Birds. Yeah. True. Amy, you and I were recently down at the uh, the Rancho Obi Wan Gala, uh, and we were actually looking specifically for some school supplies to to check out. Did you want to talk about anything that we saw down there? Yeah. Well, there were a couple fascinating items. Um, the ones that come to mind are the square-shaped pencils from the UK. Apparently, the more I looked into the UK had a lot of Return of the Jedi school supplies that were never offered in the US, to my knowledge. And they had some really unique items like the um, record erasers, or shaped like records, but they were actually erasers, and they came in little Return of the Jedi record sleeves. Um, those are awesome, and I hope to pick some up now that I've seen them at the ranch. That is the danger of going down there is you start making a shopping list. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you start see. taking pictures, and I think I'm in the yeah. couple hundreds now of things that I would love to find someday. Six months ago, we were at Duncan Jenkins' house, and Arnie had been looking at this pencil eraser that's the Death Star. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, like no. the multicolored, it's really odd looking. And Oh, the pencil sharpener. The pencil sharpener, the pencil yeah. sharpener. that's what I meant. Yeah, and yeah. He that had been eating at him, and he bid on like it rarely comes up on eBay. And he bid on one. The guy turned him down. Well, just after we got back from Seattle, we won that auction for the pencil sharpener, and it was like Arnie's holy grail. And it's this itty bitty, tiny itty bitty pencil sharpener that he just coveted so much after seeing it in his collection, and now he had to own it. So, completely understand. Totally know the feeling. That's interesting you bring that up, actually, because the, oh, in, the, in our interviews that I had at S20, there, was, uh, there were quite a few people who had commented about that being one of their favorite school supplies. Uh, Gus was one of them as well, how they, they thought it was just a really cool and unique item. I didn't know how big it was until I saw it at uh, Steve's, actually, and I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, it's but. ridiculous. Very small. <laughs> One of the items that I saw at Steve's, we, we had the chance to kind of, during the gala, you can't go behind the shelves, basically. So this, you can just go right down the main aisle. And we were able to come back the next day and, and explore around behind everything. And there was, I think this was from the UK, it was a Return of the Jedi set that has like a, a Return of the Jedi ruler with images on it. And then a Darth Vader, I, I'm guessing it's a figural eraser, and a C-3PO printed eraser. It looks pretty cool, actually. It has different artwork than we ever saw in the States, which, like I said, 
with Return of the Jedi, we kept seeing the same artwork on everything. So it's kind of cool to see a, a few different things that we didn't have here, especially in the way of the, the artwork that was on it. Star Wars lunchbox that came with stickers that allowed you to customize the front of your Star Wars lunchbox. Oh, that's awesome. It was a plastic one, and it's one of those ones that open, I guess, the top opens, the bottom stays stationary. And so, oh, okay. Yeah, and so the top of it would be what you decorate with the little star field as the background and say Star Wars on it. It's pretty cool. I, I know as a teacher, I see kids who use a few school supplies here and there as well. Um, I've seen, yes, Star Wars Angry Birds stuff being used, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do see, I don't know if classify as a school supply or not, but I see a lot of kids who buy the uh, the Lego figure keychains and like have those hanging on their backpacks and stuff. I've seen quite a few of those. Would you call that a school supply or is that that's, just Yeah, swag? that's a backpack accessory. I think that, that counts. Oh, okay, I, okay. I have Jar Jar on my keychain right now, little Jar Jar Lego. <laughs> and you are probably the only one, right? <laughs> as far as I know, yes. You've never met anybody else who had Jar Jar hanging on their keychain? No, and I even have a Jar Jar hanging on my backpack, and I was sad because when I was in New York two months ago, it fell off of my backpack, and my dear friend Dale was heartbroken over it, so he hopped on eBay and had one sent to me, so it was here when I got home. Aww. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been replaced, and it's, all is right in the world now. Nice. I have the... Uh... Back in 95, they made the basic fun, like kind of brass looking keychains. I think I had the yeah. I had 3PO and I hung that on my oh, bag yeah. in, in high school. Actually, Jake gave me the Jar Jar one when I was in Seattle. Nice. I had one of those pewter Vader heads forever on my keychain, and I think I still have it around somewhere, but because it was pewter, it's really mushed up now. Like it, it's like Vader for funeral pyre uh, helmet oh. at this point. <laughs> it's it's pretty sad shape, but I, I know those big, heavy keychains. I've got a number of those, too. Those are too heavy to put on my keychain, though. I, they are. I've always had enough keys as it was that I, I didn't need to put something that big and heavy on there as well. And now we'll go and listen to what other people have to say about their favorite school supplies. This is and Tom, what is your favorite school supplies and favorite school supply memory? One thing, I don't know if I have any really any great amazing memories about school supplies per se but i do still have the very first one of the very first uh star wars items that i ever got short of the comic book was the stormtrooper the two stormtroopers in the death star with a folder the the i I guess you can call it a peachy folder no not 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 a peachy folder but one of the paper cardboard folders yeah i've still got that and uh Probably that would most definitely be my favorite, favorite thing. Since then, I've gotten uh, R2 and 3PO and a few others. So those are very, very memorable to me and very, very cool. Here, Stevens. Favorite school accessory, vintage era, of course. There's a couple of them. Uh, My all-time favorite, because it also kind of works as a figurine, is a black rubbery Darth Vader pencil sharpener although the problem is it doesn't look like you can get the pencil shavings out once you've sharpened your pencil so that is kind of a problem didn't use it much as a kid Uh, secondary would be uh, the classic return of the Jedi Uh, I don't think it was a trapper keeper but just folder peachy if you will um, I used the heck out of that thing, and actually I still use it today to keep uh, some old vintage Hasbro m- mini catalogs and posters. So those would probably be my two top school supplies. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. Matt Fox. Um, well, Ryan, I think my favorite school supply, um, well, I had the Star Wars lunchbox that everybody had, and that was great, but my favorite would probably be the the Return of the Jedi book covers. I know they had a Jabba and they had a uh, Scout Trooper one. I had both of them, but I never used them. So I've still got them, and that's why I remember them. And, you know, it's it's one of those unopened vintage things that I'm still carrying around. So that's certainly probably my favorite. Did you just buy some more of those yesterday at Toy Stable, too? No, but I was looking at them. And I, was, I thought about uh, multiplying my collection, but I did not. <laughs> I just know because I saw somebody else bought some, and I bought some of those exact, too. So that's pretty cool. Thanks, Matt. 
And we're here with uh, Jason Luttrell. I never had any uh, official Star Wars school supplies, although occasionally I would take the figures to school. I remember one time I took the Luke X-Wing pilot to school with me, and I started showing my friends. And this, this kid in my class, he said, oh, can I see it? And we were out in the playground, and he said, oh, this is really cool. And he started walking away. And then he started walking away faster, and then recess ended, and I didn't get it back before recess ended. So um, I was pretty certain that he was going to steal the figure, trying to. So the, ne the rest at lunch, I asked him again for it, and he said he had lost it. And then at that point, I think I talked to one of the teachers, and she went up to him, and sure enough, he had the figure still. And then he told the teacher it was his figure and not mine. And I pleaded with the teacher and said, that's my figure, that's my figure. And then someone else in the class, I think, sided with me and said, yeah, that's that's Jason's figure. And the teacher eventually made him give it back. So that taught me a lesson about if you bring a figure to school, keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody and don't lend them out. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Do you still have Lopez. Yeah, for Star Wars school supplies... My favorite pieces aren't things that I remember as a kid because they're from the UK. So I love the stuff made by Helix uh, for Great Britain where they had these beautiful uh, bright colored pencil cases. And my favorite piece they did was this multicolored Death Star pencil sharpener. Um, it's actually kind of tough to find the piece uh, these days, but um, but it's just uh, you know in the early days it was about the only Death Star piece we had, and I just love love that piece. Um, so Helix, I thought, made the best school supply stuff. Excellent, thank you. We are with Leonard, Leonard Chavez. Hello. Go ahead. What would you like me to talk about? Let's go to your favorite school supplies. Uh, the folders. I love the Star Wars folders. I used to have uh, several of them. And uh, still do have some of them from my school days. They just, uh, I remember when they came out and they had pictures of the, of the characters. And uh, I love them. <laughs> which, ones, which pictures on them did you like the best? Oh, uh, you got you got me there because I, I got to think back. Um, I know there was one that had um, it was uh, the old classic picture of the X-wing and Tie Fighter, um, Darth Vader Tie Fighter in the in the in the duel. Um, I would say that was my favorite one. Uh, All right, cool. Thanks a lot, Leonard. <laughs> Here we are. With Hi, Ryan. Hi, Tom. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> right. So what are your favorite school supplies? It's, well, Amy and I were talking earlier, and my favorite school supply actually was the peaches. Okay. I, I used them when I was a kid. Um, the Han and Chewie one in front of the Falcon was really my favorite of all of the images. Um, loved the peachy. Um, used it for actual school stuff, and then used it after that when it was not suitable anymore to take to school. I would use it for you know collecting stuff, um, other paper items. You know, put you know some of them have stickers on them now on the inside, um, that kind of stuff. So that was really the the one thing that stuck with me as far as the school supplies. Um, as a collector after the fact, though, I, I love the, the carded things like the tape dispenser and the pencil case and all of those really weird things that they just put out and decided people would want. I mean, I don't know, as a kid watching the movie, Akbar was not really my favorite, yet you got an Akbar eraser. And it's like, okay, what were they thinking when they did that? So... You know, so, so I love collecting that unique stuff, but it, it really goes back to the peaches for me, though, as a, my favorite nostalgic type item. So, so maybe on the Akbar eraser, if they said it was a big mistakey that you have to erase, that would have worked? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's interesting you say, like, on the... Uh, the folders that you still use them for different things because I have like a bunch of the folders from the 90s that I constantly use for comic cons and stuff like I put all my information for comic cons to those so yeah I definitely continue to use those today right and I still even you know some of the three ring binders and stuff where I put stickers on them and all that it's like yeah it's it's still usable as display item as well as being collectible in and of itself 
So, so yeah, that's that's probably the most useful and you know best thing that they came up with as far as the school supply. All right, excellent. Thanks, Tom. And this is Sam Williamson. Hello, how are you? Doing great. All right, so uh, my favorite school supply was probably the Gamorrean Guard eraser because of uh, the smell. Uh, I like smelling things. I don't know what it is with me, but that old vintage smell of Kinder Figures just gets me excited. And I don't know why. It's just maybe the plastic they use or something. Maybe I'm getting high. I hope not, but... <laughs> Dang, uh, I guess if I was on drugs, I'd probably be the one I was on. But, uh, yeah, I really like the vintage Gamorrean Guard. Um, I remember racing his head off. But, you know, it's just fun. I like the school supplies. I hope to get more of them. All right, thanks a lot. I know there's not too much here to talk about with school supplies, but since we have been doing a few extra trips and things here and there, I thought we'd take a little chance to talk about it. And one of those was at the beginning of September... Uh, those of us up here in the Seattle area celebrated the 20th anniversary of Sarlacc, or what we called S20, which we referred to on the show. And it was mostly for those of us in the area, but we had a couple people from out of town, including Marjorie and her husband Arnie. And we had a lot of fun. Yeah, the first night uh, we met at Jason's place, and we uh, did a Star Wars trivia night and got to see Jason's uh, collection for the first time at his new place. And just really kind of got together and have fun. And the second night, we went to uh, Gus's place. And, of course, got to see his awesome collection, get together with everybody again. Uh, and then some people elected to stay overnight in camp or something like that. I think, Amy, you did that, didn't yep, you? I slept on the roof of Gus Lopez's house, so <laughs> I can say I've done that now. <laughs> and then you had an activity in the morning as well, didn't you? Um, yeah, we had a, a Star Wars breakfast. We watched the droids cartoon and... Um, Scrambled up some eggs and uh, had some people from out of town come, and and uh, that was some good times. Nice. And I know also on Saturday, Marjorie, uh, as with Arnie as well as myself, went down to what's known as the Star Wars Store in Aberdeen, Washington. I think which... this was a trick. I just want to throw this out there and say that I think I was hazed. <laughs> Perhaps you've accepted me as one of your own in Seattle now, but I think I was hazed. If you, if you were hazed, I was hazed along with you. I had never been there, and it was like I, I'd heard it was bad, and it, you know most people said it was worth going to once, but once you've been there, probably don't want to go back again. I don't know. It was a really interesting shop. Uh, the owner is very different, that's for sure. If you've listened to Galaxy of Toys, you know you can actually find some really cool stuff there. As uh, Bill last year actually found a double telescopic Darth Vader for a really good price at that same store. But this year, it's it's such an interesting store. It's it's not really organized well. No, it, it's like a junk shop. It it literally is like crap in a room. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to go. I saw like these boxes in the back that were piled high with stuff in them. I was actually more interested to go digging through those and find stuff than the stuff he had out on display. And the weird thing about his store is he has really high prices, but everything is – it says everything is half off. And then if you wear – at the time we went, it was like if you wear any Star Wars clothing, then he'll give you uh, tax-free on whatever you buy as well. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I still have yet to go there, so – but I don't know if I ever will because enough of, <laughs> enough of the locals have scared <laughs> me off of wanting to go. It, it's different. Okay. Yeah, see, this is not making me want to go there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool to go to once. Like he's got a mural on the side of the building. One of the cool things I thought is – he has these posts out in front with a banner that runs across the roadway, and he's painted the posts up as lightsabers. <laughs> and that was actually kind of cool. Outside, he had um, he had some mannequins. He had, a Sarah, Palin. <laughs> okay. he had a Sarah Palin standee with uh, Princess Leia costume over it. Ooh. And, yeah, and a really weird Wookiee costume. <laughs> it was like a bath mat. That's the best way I can describe it. Wow, this sounds like a very and, unique place. And it's funny because you go in there and he likes to take pictures of everybody that comes in that might be somewhat famous, I guess, in his eyes. And I actually found a picture of Gus Lopez in there from last year when he went down there. Uh, and so Gus was like, there's a picture of me in the store. I'm like, yep. That was my next question is, does Gus know? <laughs> now well, Gus is disturbed. <laughs> I, I, there will probably be a picture of my Ewok in there, because I took him down, and the guy just 
when I told him I had a full size Ewok in my car, he was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, sure that. you do. <laughs> yeah. And, and he actually went outside. I'd parked my car in front of the store and he looked in, happened to look in my car. He's like, oh my gosh, I got to go get my camera. And he got all excited. And so he wanted to take pictures of my Ewok uh, outside and the inside and everything else. Fortunately, it didn't take too long. But it, it was a fun trip to make. I didn't realize it was, it was that far away. I actually used up pretty much a tank of gas going down there and back. <laughs> um, yeah, I got great gas mileage. But... Two hours each way about, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of out there. It is. But then on to Sunday, we had um, we had our last day uh, at uh, Lauren Box Collection, which is such an awesome place. For me, Having been in Sarlacc for quite a while, we used to have meetings there almost all the time. And so anytime you get to go back to Lauren's house, it's it's always awesome. There's a lot of memories being there and everything. And uh, he has just such an amazing collection of so much stuff. Uh, and it's really displayed well, thanks to uh, both he and his daughter, uh, Deanna. Uh, they do a lot of work with that. And, um, and as well as his wife, Nancy. She, <laughs> I think sometimes she does some work on it and she puts up with it a lot too. But she's such a, a nice lady and really fun to be around as well. Um, did you guys have any stories from that uh, weekend that you guys wanted to share at all? You know, the biggest story for me was going to um, Suter and Sons, a Star Wars shop, with you guys. And um, not quite, you know, I thought I was going to this fun Star Wars shop. And we told people we were going. They're like, oh, yeah, it'll be fun. You'll like it. Ha, ha, ha. I didn't <laughs> realize it was a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about ha, 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 Didn't you understand? <laughs> I, I thought that they were just kind of... Being friendly, I don't know. Oh, I guess I, oh, I couldn't okay. read the sarcasm. And, okay, <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh dear, there's so many strange did, things in that store. And you you bought something yeah. there though, didn't you? I did. I bought a Jar Jar calendar for two dollars, but it was half off, so it was a dollar, oh. and then it didn't have any sales tax. Nice. Well, that that's not what you called it when you bought it down there, though. It's a Jar Jar beefcake calendar. <laughs> what? It's all Jar Jar. It is all, solely a calendar of Jar Jar. But there's no shirtless pictures of Jar Jar or anything in there. No, no, okay. no. Okay. But I did get Ahmed Best to tweet back at me and tell me because I said I love him and I love Jar Jar, and he said he hearted me too. So, oh, nice. That's cool. That was pretty exciting. But I had a lot of fun at that store. I mean, I went with Ryan and Matt and my friend Josh and my husband, and um, it, it was just strange, surreal trip way there. On the way back, um, after we were just giggling this whole way back about this store, we stopped at Starbucks in Aberdeen, and some guy was out there trying to stop his ferret from going into Starbucks. So it was just a surreal day. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it was my first time being there. I, I bought something as well. I bought the, um, for those who remember in the 90s, uh, Hasbro did what they called figure makers, which was kind of like Play-Doh molds, but with a uh, hardening clay. And there's one that's in the shape of Slave 1, and I bought that. You can take off the bottom and make figures out of the molds under there. I've been recently getting into buying a few of those. Like, I bought the Millennium Falcon not too long ago. And I found it. It was marked at 20 bucks, but half off for 20 and no tax, as Marjorie said, for wearing Star Wars stuff. So it was it was actually a decent deal to get that. But I, I don't know if I'll be going back there anytime soon. <laughs> Once is enough. <laughs> and then, like I said, Amy and I were also down at Steve Sansweet's uh, gala uh, this year. And Amy, did you want to say anything about that trip at all? Uh, just a fantastic time as always. If if um, anyone hasn't had the opportunity to go to Rancho Obi-Wan yet, try and, uh, try and find the way and the means to do so because it's definitely worth a visit if you are a fan of Star Wars or a collector in any way, shape, or form. It's it's really great. I always find things that I never knew existed, so it's it's always worth a trip. I agree. This is my second time going. I went with the, to the Guinness party last year as well, and um, like I actually I did not bid in the auction last year, and I, I got into it a little bit this year. I ended up getting uh, sorry, Marjorie, but I bought a Darth Vader art card where it's Darth Vader uh, cutting off Jar Jar's head with his lightsaber. <laughs> Well, well, we don't know if he actually cut off his head. It looks like Jar Jar is running away. So, uh huh. Yeah, that's it. It's kind of good <laughs> out there. It's vague. Maybe he got away. Maybe he's okay. <laughs> um, but it is an original art card, so I thought that was kind of cool to pick up, and nobody bid against me. So, uh, I, there were a couple things I really wanted to get, and people just kept outbidding me. In the silent auction, there was a Star Tours uh, outfit from the from Star Tours, and. Uh, 
one of the older ones, and I, I really wanted to get it, but somebody else clearly wanted it more than me because they kept outbidding me on it, and I finally got to my limit and gave up. And then uh, in the live auction, there's several things I well, there's several things I would have loved to have had, but knew I had no chance at, like uh, Bruce's uh, velvet painting of Darth Vader that went way too high for what I was going to be able to pay. Um, but one of the cool things I found in that I would have loved to have, and I'm watching eBay for these now is an episode three Hasbro press kit where if you open the cover, it flips from Anakin, Sky- an Anakin Skywalker figure on the front, like an actual figure. It flips around, and there's a Darth Vader figure. And it was really well done, and uh, it just went just too high for me. Uh, and so I, I did not get that. And I've been watching them on eBay, and there's one on eBay right now for $250. Uh, that's still a little high, I think, for what I want to get that for. But... Uh, there were several other pieces of artwork. I think, Amy, you bid on a few things, too, didn't you? <laughs> I did in the live auction. Um, I kept getting outbid, too. So um, I, I stuck to the silent auction, and I did end up getting the one thing that I really wanted, which was the introducing the Ewoks press kit for Return of the Jedi. Um, so I, I got that press kit, and I'm pretty pretty excited about that. And then for some reason in the raffle, um, I ended up winning the Star Wars immunization poster, which was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Nice. nice little surprise. And um, the cool thing is, as you know, as the night progresses, as you're winning these items and, you know, raffles, what have you, um, they put them down in your goodie bag. So at the end of the night, you don't have to worry about like trying to run around and collect all your stuff. It's all collected for you and you just pick it up on your way out the door. It's, it's run so smoothly. And um, I know Anne, um, Ann Newman and Steve Sansweet, they just put on a really good event every year. They work really hard at it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like last year when they did the Guinness World Record party, there was a lot more people, whereas this year it seemed to be quite a, quite a bit fewer people, I would say. And it was kind of nice in, in a way. I, I know Steve would probably like to have more people there because it's probably going to raise more money, of course, when you have more people there. But it felt like you were just having a good time with friends rather than – like last year it was a little more crowded and – uh it was a little, I don't know, I'd say maybe less personal. Of course, last year we had celebrities there, too, with a lot of voice actors from Clone Wars and uh, Dave Filoni and stuff like that. But there was, there was no, no real celebrities there this year. But it was still, it was, it was pretty cool. And you could talk to Steve a little bit more than, I know last year he seemed to be always busy and you could never really get a chance to just chat with him. And he was a little more open. And I, one of the things I actually got to talk about him with was to be on our show eventually. One of the topics I really want to cover in the future is going to be the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. And when I talked to him about that, uh, he was like, oh, yes. And he already he launched into a story immediately about it. So that's really cool. He knows a lot more than I do, which is fantastic. And I know both of you, when I talked to you about it, said, what? I, what is this? So... I've done my research on it, though. I know a little bit more than I used to. Okay, because the cool thing is, is, you know, when I told him about the show, I'm like, I know you probably have no time and probably haven't even heard of our show, but we'd love to have you on, and it's with myself and Amy and Marjorie. He's like, oh, with you guys? Yeah, I'd absolutely love to be on. So he was excited to do it, not just for the Super Live Adventure, but because of uh, our wonderful crew that we have on, on the show here. So, so I think uh, that's going to be enough for this time. Um, we had, we had one help. more trip, though. We had one more trip in the summer that was terribly geeky that we have not mentioned yet. Talking about the redwoods. I'm talking about the redwoods. Did we not talk about that last time? I I, I don't I don't know if we did. Did we? Gosh, when I, did we do I our th- last? I show? think it was before we went to the redwoods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think it was because of... you guys got yeah you guys got back like two weeks before I was up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well we got to talk about the redwoods. Though. So we'll we go ahead. We started earlier this summer and we decided to make life size Ewoks. A group of us did. And before that, we decided we wanted to go on a camping trip to the Redwoods. So we're like, well, going to the Redwoods, going to the Return of the Jedi theater bike filming locations. We have to have Ewoks to go with us. So um, there were, I guess, how many were we making? Six or seven Ewoks, right? And I can't remember. We had six we were making, the four we took, and the two that never that didn't get finished in time. Okay. So, yeah, we brought down four static Ewoks, and then um, one of the Sarlacc members' um, kids ended up wearing one of the Ewok seats. So total oh. of five Ewoks, I think. And then there's two more that didn't get to go on the trip. But um, we had a fantastic time. And um, and I guess you could say end result uh, is that we created something called the Ewok Builders Club 
on Facebook. So there's a, a group of us on there with some pictures of our trip. And we also ended up on the National Park Service page for the Redwood Forest. Um, they said they had a Ewok sighting in the forest and they posted a couple pictures. And we ran into Ranger Josh, who ended up um, digging us to uh, Stout Grove, which is a beautiful grove there in the Redwoods. And uh, that was it was a total blast. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was an incredibly geeky trip. We did uh, we did as a camping trip for this one, where we actually put up tents and built uh, campfires and all that sort of stuff. But we didn't hike into some place. We parked our 15 passenger van right next to the campsite. Uh, although we we did go through some uh, pretty narrow and bumpy roads. Going into Stout Grove was one of those, as well as uh, when we went into uh, uh, Fern Canyon, which is where they filmed some stuff for Jurassic Park Lost World. And uh, we got stuck behind somebody <laughs> coming out of uh, Stout Grove with a Hawaii license plate. That uh, yeah, we'll we'll just leave that at that. <laughs> um, but we did a lot of fun stuff. I think one of the funniest things that happened is we stopped in Portland on the way down, and we went over to Powell's Books. But we parked on the road and had all the Ewoks. They were set up inside the van, so they're looking out out of the windows. And we had the Ewok Adventure magnets on the outside that Amy was able to uh, make and get for us. And, like We were not hiding the fact that we're transporting Ewoks and being incredibly super geeks. And, but we come back to the van, and it's right next to this bar. and uh, it, was, it was the bartender, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He comes out and he says, you know, it's going to be a really hot day today. I should really report you for, uh, for leaving your Ewoks in the car without the windows open. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the cool thing is, is, you know, we've all... Growing up being geeky and, you know, worried about, you know, sometimes, oh, my gosh, people are going to discover I'm a geek and, you know, the end of my life or whatever. I don't know if I ever felt like that necessarily. But, uh, you know, you tried to hide it at times or it wasn't viewed upon by other people as well. You know, we went full out on this and everybody loved it. I never saw a single negative attitude or saying toward us on the trip, people were driving next to us down the road, peering in the windows, and we got thumbs up and honks and everything else. Uh, when we'd have them out at the campsites, people would see them and they'd want to come in and check them out. And of course, being the geeks we are, we set them up in poses of holding the liquor bottles and uh, roasting marshmallows in the campfire and singing songs and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, we just had a blast with it, and, and taking full-size Ewoks was <laughs> just made it even more fun. We even, on our our last campsite, we were on the uh, Oregon coast right near the beach, and so the morning we left, we took them out to the beach and took pictures of them playing in the beach. So we have pictures of them tossing a beach ball around, and uh, then we took uh, Tom's Ewok, and if, you've ever, if you see the pictures on the Builders Club page, the... Uh, it looks like his Ewok's been buried in the sand, whereas we actually just took the head off and plunked it in the sand and took the hands off and plunked them. So it looks like he's there. And we have all the other Ewoks gathered around with the shovel and pail and uh, laugh, pointing and laughing at him. Uh, and people just got a kick out of everything that we were doing. And they all, everywhere we went, it was like celebrities. They all wanted to have their pictures with them, especially Stout Grove. We, we drew a huge crowd there. Yeah, some people thought they were we were filming the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> Like there's I wanted to start that rumor. <laughs> I was tempted to. It was so much fun. Uh, and we've got a good group of people to travel with on that. And out of that, we, we've decided that in the future we'd like to do some more trips. Not necessarily always geeky trips, but since we did enjoy camping and the, and the group did well camping, and I think many people said that camping in our tents was better than staying at uh, – Oh, what's the hotel's name? The Ship Ashore Hotel. And... The, sh- the Ship Ashore Hotel, yes. <laughs> Where the cast stayed at Re- for Return of the Jedi. But it hasn't changed since 1982. <laughs> nice. Well, it, mm-hmm. it, in fact, we went to the Ship Ashore on the way back, and they had postcards from 1982 yep. that <laughs> you could still buy, and ashtrays. You could buy ashtrays in their shop. Also and I don't know 1982. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the poor lady working the counter thought when we rolled in there and all of us jumped out and bought all these postcards and ashtrays and I think bells and whatever else was there. All of a sudden, seven, seven people jump out and we're like, we're here to buy all your souvenirs right now. The older the It didn't better. stay there. Just came to buy the souvenirs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it was really fun and, and we had just so much fun on the trip it was it's definitely a good group of people to go traveling but but i want to tell you ryan you know since you like that episode three press kit 
uh-huh. you probably want to look at the episode three Toy Fair Vader Anakin figure as well. I think I've seen that before. Where it's got the two faces. Yeah, I, I, I think I have seen that before. I don't know. Something about that press kit really struck me where you could, you know, you open the, the book and the figure flips around. I just thought that was really cool. A little different for a, for a press kit rather than because I have some uh, DVD press kits from when I worked with Game Crazy Hollywood. Uh, I have the, the Episode 3 DVD press kit, the 2004 DVD release press kit, and some uh, Clone Wars stuff as well. And they're really nice. Like They're printed on really nice pages, and they look really cool. But that one was just so different. Like Most of it you see is a folder with stuff, pictures and pages inside and, and stuff like that. This had an action figure with it, which really got me. So I, I kind of want to pick one of those up now. <laughs> okay, well... I think that's all we've got for today. Um, thank you both Amy and Marjorie for joining us today. Do you guys have anything more you want to add? No. No. Nope. I'll be at New York Comic Con, so if you see me, say Woo-hoo. hi. You can tune in for next next month, obviously, coming up in October. What can we talk about in October but Star Wars Halloween items? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've been to the stores, they're already hitting. I, I've seen the Darth Vader pumpkin, which I'm going to have to buy. Uh, and uh, Target goblets where they have the Star Wars characters holding like pumpkin jack-o'-lanterns and stuff. Um, it does some really cool Halloween stuff in the past few years. So that'll be a, a fun show to do. So we look forward to having you all join us next time. And until then, yup, yup.